thinking dinner for two? Popeye's two combined meal is just 10 bucks with six all-white meat tenders, two flaky buttermilk biscuits, a choice of two regular sides, and two signature sauces. All for just 10 bucks. Love that chicken from Popeye's. Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick. Got a, a decent amount. I was worried that we weren't going to have anything to talk about. But now it's like we've been bombarded with news. And I have three pages of notes and crossing off. We have the schedule release. We got the return of Giants stories. We got rookie numbers. We had some cuts, signings. Hell, we're even going to talk about Kelvin Benjamin on this show. Justin, what's going on? Bobby Skinner. I mean, uh, officially kind of out of the draft. You know, we recapped everything. We're done. We had Dan Schneier on. Thank you for coming on again. We did a cool thing on Wednesday. May have something to do with the shirt I'm wearing. Hog Molly shirt. Stay tuned for that. Um, I'm kind of taking a breath. Not gonna lie. Now a lot of, lot of things going on, but I feel like these are these are little itty bitty pieces of news, and I'm taking a breath. But I'm excited to get into it. Schedule schedule release. I probably get more excited than the average person because now I'm starting to map out. You know, ooh, am I gonna have more warm weather games, more cold weather games? You know, what is my Sunday is going to be looking like now that I will be bombarding and acting like a fool at MetLife Stadium again? How are you? I'm good. I, I'm I you know I I kind of have my two games that I'm probably going to go to, which we'll talk about, and we'll do a little like you know let's let's go through the schedule and see how this season can play out real quick. Yeah. So we don't have any new patrons, so we don't even need to waste any time on that. Let's talk about the schedule. Do you want to do a quick let's go through it and then we'll give some overall thoughts? Can I try to guess it by memory? All right. Uh, week one of November or uh, you know September twelfth. Week one is the Denver Broncos. Hosting the Denver Broncos. Storyline for that game, Pat Shermer, which is, you know, we'll we'll talk about it. Let's go through it real quick. Do you? Ha- I have that down as a W, and I'm going to try and be as realistic as possible in this. I have that down as a win. Oh, we're, we're doing this? Yeah. We're schedule quick. picking? Yeah, very quick. Oh, man. You know, yes, it's yes, I have it down as one a win. I'm also What's- excited, by the way, uh, I, just a little bit of a preface. You know, I know this this is a little corny and whatnot, but I don't I don't think it is corny because especially if you're from the East Coast, I get like I'm like a sap for like patriotic things. I don't consider myself as like a super patriotic person, but I'm a sap for the national anthem. But and you know, go I went to school in Jersey City and stuff like that, so I'm excited for what they may do. You know, because it'll be 20 years later, and the day after September 11th, and the Giants play it's September tw- 10th. 2001 against the Broncos. So I'm excited for that that storyline and what they may do to like honor everybody. So I'm excited for I, that. I think that had a big part in it. And we'll, and we'll go through yeah. storylines. Week two, do you know what it is? It's the, wow, Washington football team, Thursday Night Football. On the road. Okay, so here's, for, here's how I want to attack the NFC East so this is realistic. I think we should mark down the Cowboys and Washington as splits. Because the Washington has a good team and Fitzpatrick is, you know, I don't think he's very good, but he, he can have a game. So let's... Let's call Washington a split. Let's call Dallas a split because they do have a really good offense. And let's say we sweep the Eagles. Does that sound fair? Four and two. That sounds fair. So let's just mark that down as an L. One and one. Um, You know, we're on, you know, short rest going there. Uh, Storyline for that game. Andrew Thomas versus Chase Young again. Which, by the way, Chase Young has to face Rayshon Slater and then Andrew Thomas in the first two weeks. So tough. Tough schedule for Chase Young. I feel bad. Rayshon Slater? Yeah. Week one versus the Chargers. Andrew Thomas has to face. No, Chase what Young you faces Rayshon Slater week one. Got it. Got it. Well, I mean, the, the Giants tackles have some pretty tough tasks the first couple weeks, too. Not as bad as last year, though. Last year was like a murderer's <laughs> row. Week three. The Atlanta Falcons. 
I marked that down as a W. They were, you know, one of the, they were a f- one of the five worst teams in the NFL last year. That's a I got that as a W. Uh, two two verse uh, two and one. We're off for ten days of rest at Saints. No, oh, come on. I marked it down as an L. I'm trying to guess the schedule. All right. Well, we know the schedule. Who cares if you can no, guess uh, it? No, I'm trying to guess it because not you. Not everybody knows the schedule like the back of their hand. No, that's why I have it in front of me on a piece of paper. I don't. Here, go see if you I can do it real quick. Okay, see if I can do it real quick. I probably can't. I'm. I have to start. I have to start in order. Denver, Washington. My eyes are closed. If you're on the podcast app, YouTube, you can see it. Denver, Washington, Atlanta, New Orleans, Dallas. Week six is going to be the Los Angeles Rams. Week seven is going to be crap. It's going to be on the road against Kansas City. Week eight. Wrong. Panthers is going at home. Panthers, damn it. Week nine is you going to be. You screwed it up. It doesn't matter now. All right, forget it. I failed. Week seven. Those Panthers can trip you up, but they're not going to trip us this year. So I have the Saints as an L. I get Jameis is real, but they have a they have a really talented team. It's in the dome. So I figured, let's be fair. Let's mark that as an L. At Cowboys, we're going to split with them. Uh, I've marked that as a W. Three and two. Um, versus Rams, I have that. You know, the Rams could be Super Bowl contenders this season with Stafford. I put that as an L. Three and three right now. That sound sure. sound reasonable so far? Sounds reasonable. Versus Panthers at home, Darnold's homecoming. I marked that down as a W. At Chiefs Monday Night Football, which we're going to talk about our Monday Night Football matchups, by the way. I have that as an L. That's like my for sure L of the year. Versus Raiders. Raiders are off a bye. We're coming off Monday Night Football, but I still have that as a W. I still have that as a W. I do think we're a better team than them. Bye week. I lo- we always get the best bye weeks. Like you, we can complain about our schedule, but our bye weeks are always smack dab in the middle of the season. Um, at back Bucks Monday Night Football, I marked that as an L. So now we're at five and five. Now we're gonna beat them. But let's let's just they're 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 gonna be heavily favored in that game. So I got us at five and five. Versus Eagles win six and five. At Dolphins, Dolphins, I marked that down as a W. That's a tough game, but I feel like that's a, a game we're gonna win. Like they didn't add a ton. You know, they did well in the draft, but they didn't add a ton in free agency. We've been kind of compared to them, you know, in our our you know from twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one. All depends on their quarterback. Yep. So I I marked it down as a W. That's seven and five at Chargers. I marked that as a W. Eight and five. Their defense isn't good at all, and their offense is relying on big plays. And the Giants shut down big plays. Versus Dallas, we're splitting. So eight and six at Eagles, nine and six at Bears, ten and six, and then versus Washington, splitting versus Washington, eleven and six. So that was me being like reasonable and eleven and six, and you know there's always going to be a, there's gonna, probably going to be a surprise win in there or and, and a surprise loss, and let's say, you know we we lose to Miami or or the Chargers or the Raiders three games I, I marked as a W, that's still ten and seven, the expectations for this team are to win like and, and I think when I went finally went through the schedule that's the conclusion I came to it's it's time to win. Like ten and seven should be a realistic goal for this New York Giants team. Yeah, um, the Giants, in terms of last year, in terms of the the strength of schedule, they they their defense, and I like to break it up in offense defense, not just like strength of schedule based on record. I like to look at it based off of how does the offense perform, how does the defense perform. So, in terms of last year, the Giants defense had the third easiest schedule in the National Football League. And the Giants' offense had the third most difficult schedule in the National Football League. Now, you look at the quarterbacks at which we're facing again, and you kind of do a little bit of a list. It's not that extravagant. 
you know, obviously Mahomes is thrown in there, obviously Brady's thrown in there, but there is no quarterback in the NFC East right now. You know, it depends how Dak does. If Dak's putting up the same numbers he did before he got hurt, then that's a different story. But there's still there's no quarterback in this NFC East where we're really shaking our boots. And no matter how well Dak does, if this Dallas defense is still bad, then we have a shot. So, you know, you're right. There's an expectation to go out there and to win. And partially, you could be maybe this is something I'm I was thinking about too. You could be kind of concerned with having nine away games, eight home games, you know, because now it's it's uneven and there's a couple stretches, you know, uh, towards the latter end of the season, beginning of part of the season where we have a couple, you know, two road games consecutively. And here's what I'm going to say in terms of not worrying about it. I don't know if you are worrying about it, but I'm going to tell you to not worry about it. I've been looking at some data. I've been looking at some articles. You know, Ben Baldwin puts out some good stuff. Um, well, I was also looking at um, from Wharton Moneyball. They do accounts, you know, that's that's like gambling stuff. Home field advantage has been declining since, rapidly declining since 1990, and especially declining since 2000. We're basically in 2019, that is with fans in the stands. 2019, it was almost 50-50 split in terms of away teams winning, home teams winning. So home field advantage, I don't know why, you know, a lot. I don't know if a lot of people know exactly why, but home field advantage in terms of home, field, home teams performing well and better than away teams that has been kind of dwindling in the NFL, so I wouldn't really say I wouldn't really get overly concerned with the Giants having nine away games versus eight home games. Also, the Giants have sucked at home anyway, so that doesn't even. Matter. Yeah, and, it's, and at the end of the day, it's just one game. Now, which game are you most excited for? Like, which game is like you know I'm circling. I can't wait to go to this game, or like I can't wait to watch this game on the road. Hmm. Well, I'm not excited. I'm never excited for games on the road. Because I'm more, I'm more or less just excited to go to games. So I'm looking at the schedule, dude. I'm just, I'm excited to face Washington. I, I think, I think that's going to mean something. I think that, I think that game's going to mean something. Because really, the home schedule isn't really all that glamorous towards the first half of the season. Raiders is like, I feel like Raiders outside of our divisional games is like the most exciting team, um, or at least the most exciting team that you would like. Oh, I think that's going to be entertaining. Because the Rams game wasn't even that entertaining between the Giants last year. I'm most excited for that Washington game because I feel like that can be a rivalry. If Washington can find a quarterback, that could be a rivalry for years. Um, that can mean something between these two teams. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, like, I, I'm interested for Washington. It's like, what is going to be their QB situation week 18? Yeah. Like, what, like, is Ryan Fitzpatrick going to start his first season, like, full season since he was with the Jets? Like, that's what Washington's looking at right now, which is, is pretty crazy. I know everyone won the Eagles for the opener, and I did too. But my second want for that was Denver. And I'm happy we got it. Because, one, Denver might be one of the weaker teams we play. I get they got some good players, but I think Drew Locke is the worst starting QB in the NFL right now. Well, Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, if but I with those young, the young QBs usually get like the first. I, I can see them being like, all right, we're going to give you a, a chance, Locke. And if it doesn't work, week three, they'll go to Bridgewater. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... And, and like the Pat Shermer thing, like that's a cool storyline. That's it. That's a storyline that's cool in week one. By week eleven, like you know, one of one of either one of the Giants or the Broncos will suck at that point, if not both. Don't think we will. And it's like that storyline like doesn't really mean anything. But week one, like Pat Shermer returning to MetLife, I think is is pretty cool. And it's we get to see how this new offense rolls out. What what is how does this offense roll out? Do we roll something out new for Pat Shermer to see? And and so we don't have to you know. Hear him snicker in his post-game press conferences, even though he's not going to have one. So week one is always the most exciting week of the year, regardless. And we sometimes and we sometimes forget, and I was thinking about this yesterday as I was like coming home from work. Oh, yeah, Saquon Barkley's on this football team. 
I know. Oh yeah. I can't wait to. <laughs> I was thinking about the other day. Like I can't wait to just watch a breakaway run. It's like we didn't get any of that last year. We had yeah. no breakaway runs last year. Daniel Jones. Yeah, yeah. Daniel Jones. <laughs> Actually, we did. Daniel Jones had those. Um. So Bobby, can we also talk about you leaked? Well, you you didn't leak it. You broke the preseason schedule. I know. I broke the news, and nobody cared. I pit per sauce, so I think people might have just been like, "Yeah, whatever." It's tough. Um, but I, I, you know, breaking news. You should Bob. say per me, per me, per me. Here's the preseason. I just schedule. didn't want to say per source because that's so weird. And then per me, it's like I don't know. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a newsbreaker now. People get so home game versus the Jets. I. I can't. I can't remember the last time I went to a home preseason game versus the Jets. Usually they're all away, um, so I'm excited. I'm getting a bunch for. I'm, I told my friends it's either Week One against the Jets or Week Three against Patriots. Week Two we're in Cleveland. Who freaking cares? About I would that say Week Odell. Three because I think me and you should go to that one. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I mean, I'm going to be down there for a week of camp, so maybe we'll go to the preseason game. We'll be yeah. in Cleveland. That'll be fun with Odell. Yeah, and then week three we'll be back with the Patriots. So I don't. How are they going to approach it? Are they going to do like the second preseason game, starters play a half, or the third preseason game, the final preseason game? Do the starters play the half? I think they. I think they will do it week. Two. If the starters are going to play for a longer period of time compared to the other preseason games, I think it would be that second game. Yeah, I, I think so too. And then give yeah. themselves the time to get ready, you know, and let their starters sit week. You know, the the last week of the preseason. Yeah, and also just give the guys a sh- the final shot. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see Joe Judge not really playing our starters at all, too. I can see him being one of those types of coaches where it's like, my starters don't play in the preseason. And I well, can also, also I mean, see him playing them three quarters, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, well, even think about this. The Giants, you know, we, we, you know we, we got mad at it because it was less it was less fun for us on the pod. Giants barely signed any, like, undrafted free agents. I mean, they have a crap ton of futures, futures deals, guys. Um, but they don't have a lot of guys on the roster where we're like circling saying, Oh, we really want to see him like in live action. You know, they, they probably have a plan of, you know, who, who's kind of, kind of be on the roster. Cause so much of these guys are Dave Gettleman guys, Joe judge guys already, because you know, Dave Gettleman's how many years into his tenure. Four. So it's not like we're still Kyle Murphy is you know, my strapping. one. Like, he's like, when we do our preseason guys, I'll watch Kyle Murphy as number one for me. Yeah. Um, so I think I have decided what two games I'm going to go to. Okay. I think I'm going to be in Tampa for Monday night. You know, that's, you know, it's, it's a night game. I don't, you know, I don't really need to be online. Everybody's watching Monday night football. And then I think the following week, I'm going to come up to Jersey for the Eagles game. Whoa. Back-to-back games. So I, Eagles, I mean, that's going to be in an electric at- atmosphere. Yeah. And I think we'll do some type of tailgate thing. I was talking with Chris the Entertain on the phone last night. And we are talking about maybe doing some type of joint stuff. So, um, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. No no guarantees. But we're going to try and do something, you know, yeah. whether it's a tailgate or or whatever. Or, or you know, Saturday night before the game, go out. I, I don't know. I have, a, I have a parking lot K-12. I, I, that is my parking lot. I own that parking lot. K-12, owned by Justin Pennick. Sponsored I'm gonna by put, Justin I'm going to put a whole bunch of stickers. This is actually – I wonder if I'll get in, I wonder if I'll get in trouble for this. Put a whole bunch of stickers on the pole that says K twelve. No, you can't. They can't prove it's you. Just don't let it. Don't let them see it. <laughs> okay. Um. I really love that the Bears is the second to last week. That if we are bad, we don't have to hear about tanking at least for one week. Oh yeah, no. For at no. least for one week, we don't have to hear about tanking. <laughs> Bears ha- and also you know strength of schedule like. 
Bears have like the hardest schedule in the National Football League, which I love. Sunday Every night week. football too. It would be so nice to win Week One, and then get the root for, against the Bears on Sunday Night Football. Oh man, um, what a joy! By the way, we have a really good chance of starting out one and zero. Starting out one and zero, I I feel like it's being one and one and winning Week One. I feel like it's so much better than being one and one and starting out zero and one. Like yeah. just, I, I we haven't won a, a a week one. You remember the last time it was Zeke and Dak's rookie game in Dallas, 2016. Yeah, 2016. That was the yeah. last time we won week one. And then before that, I don't remember when it was. It's like every year. Not only do we lose week one, we start out zero and two every single year. No, I mean that was a talking point that I had last year, Bobby. It's like you know we know this Giants team probably isn't even going to make the playoffs, but just give us a reason to root for this football team in the month of November. And granted, it's because the NFC East was so bad last year, but just give us a reason to root for this football team in the middle of November and then, you know, hopefully in December. And that has, that has been the problem with this. That has been the worst part about the Giants since 2016 is that we, you know, we get 2017, we get to November, and there is just, you know, if you are a casual average fan, there is no reason to watch or root for this football team because they just were not fun. Last year, they were fun. You know, they were the defense was fun. And I, you know, the guys that are on the team, you want to root for them. That was not always the case. Even though they were losing, that that even wasn't the case. So just give me meaningful, rootable, tangible football storylines in the month of November, December that don't have to do with anything in the offseason. People forget that the 07 Super Bowl team went start out 0 and 2 though. So yeah, 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 yeah. I've tweeted that out basically every year the last three years since I've been on Twitter, and it never gets good responses when when we start out 0 and 2 because we are we are very ang- angry in the moment. Anything else? I just realized that I said I'm going to the Eagles game and I'm going to be spending Thanksgiving in New Jersey. Oh well, spend Thanksgiving with me. We'll see. I'll you know what I'll I'll I'll. I'll Maybe that'll be like a good video. Is like everyone in the co- company makes a pitch to why I should spend my Thanksgiving with them, and then they'll all probably be like, "And eh, we don't really want you to spend your Thanksgiving with us anyway, so I'll be stuck with you." Stuck with me? Huh? That's that's a way to put it. Maybe I'll just be like the like a really bad guest at your house. I just like putting stickers on the bathroom walls and oh my, <laughs> sheesh, will not have it. <laughs> Will not have it. I mean, we didn't. We don't have nice paint. Things on the wall. No. I've spent Thanksgivings alone before. When I was in Minnesota, I just would. I just was. I was like the only person. I was like one of like seven kids on campus who get Boston Market to go to go home. I think. I think I had Domino's. Oh, nice yeah. snacks. That's very snacks like. Me and uh, me and it was literally me and well, it wasn't alone. Me and two friends from Florida. We got we got Domino's for Thanksgiving, and we got high and watched um, Cable Guy. So I can't see you in Minnesota. I can't see it. How did that ever happen? I don't know. I, I still don't know to this day. So Cable Guy, great movie. Yeah. Well, Bobby, speaking of kind of getting together, well, do you have any other thoughts on the the, the, the preseason? Any other thoughts on the schedule? Um, 17-0, each game, right? Let's see. Raiders, we're, Raiders will be coming off a of bye week. We're going to be off Monday Night Football, so that's... You know, that's six days of rest versus 14 days of rest. And then there's one other week where we have the advantage. Oh, the Rams are coming off Thursday night football, so they have less time to prepare. So, yeah, maybe maybe that's our surprise win of the year. Maybe. Maybe. Also, a lot of 
Rams, we we saw the Rams last year, so I don't know. I don't I honestly don't even think it matters that much in terms of the rest home away. I'm kind of just going into this year be like football. That's my approach. I, I'm football. Uh, that's what I'm all about. Football. Football. And all like right. UFC, basketball, hockey, yeah. I'm into that type of stuff too. Yeah, so speaking of like getting together and UFC and sports, DraftKings. Big names are headlining this weekend's UFC 262 card. I am getting together with some friends this weekend, and we are watching this UFC 262 card that includes Nate Diaz, Michael Chandler, and there's going to be no shortage of action. And DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, has a heavyweight offer for this weekend's fight with 101 odds. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be watching it on a TV that has, like, surround sound. So if you know me, you know I love Bruce Buffer, and I want to be like him when I grow up. So I will be hearing Bruce Buffer um, on surround sound and injected into my veins one fighter will be walking away with the belt will you be walking away with the cash um there's no better way to put your mma knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings sportsbook don't worry if mma is for you the knicks are back DraftKings sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on basketball hockey and so much more DraftKings is safe secure and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience download the top rated DraftKings sportsbook app now and use promo code JOMBOY when you sign up to turn one dollar into one hundred dollars when you bet on a main card fighter to win place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend that's code JOMBOY to turn one dollar into one hundred dollars on select main card fighters for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT-TA. I think I crushed that. Not going to lie. I think I crushed that ad read. You know what you're not crushing? You're muted. Boom! Uh, I was I was actually giving you like credit, so I'm glad that I was muted for it. Now, now, <laughs> we, just, now we could just move along. Yeah, now we can move on. Um, the return of giant stores. The, Whoa. You ready? Oh, yeah. Cue, cue that music. Cue the freaking music. The return of giant stores. We haven't done it in over a month. And if, and if, if by the way, if you don't know what this segment is, it's literally we've watched these guys' Instagram stores and we talk about it. We get to know about their personalities. We do it in the offseason yeah. since there's, you know, let's have some fun. All right. Cue the freaking music. Sanjo Platzkummer was at a Yankee game. Leonard Williams was playing with a monkey. Just continues to just wow me that he just, it's always different every freaking week. Alex Bachman was playing pickleball. Jabal Shear was celebrating a birthday and flying a helicopter. I think it was a helicopter. Kenny Galladay was playing top golf. Shane Lemieux was also playing top golf, but not with Kenny Galladay, but celebrating his birthday as well. Afedi Odenegbo moved to New Jersey and he broke his TV while moving. It's, I kind of felt bad, but then I was like, you know what? You make a ton of money, and you can afford a new TV. You know, you don't you don't need the best TV. It looked kind of cheap, to be honest. Dante Pettis was at a Lakers game in L.A. versus the Knicks. O'Shane Zimenez and Lorenzo Carter were at a Nets game versus the Spurs. And I posted on Twitter, mm. and Knicks fans got in their feelings. Eh, Knicks run New York. Ooh. Every time. Stop talking about us, Knicks fans. Darius Ooh. Slayton asked, honestly, a great question, because I feel like the world is split on it. Do you refrigerate your bread? And then I put Leonard Williams again. He was fishing and was, you know, like chasing dolphins in the ocean. Justin, I usually ask you what piques your interest. Do you refrigerate bread? You know, if I would, if I made 
No, I don't. No. But now that I'm thinking about it, I like my when I eat my sandwiches. I like when the bread's cold with cold lunch meat. Yeah, I mean, you're free, but I, I, but nobody refrigerates their bread though. No, no, we also don't have a lot of room. If I feel like if you have two fridges, if you have like a kitchen fridge and then like a garage fridge, if you really live that bougie lifestyle, then yes, you do refrigerate bread because you have the room. But if you only have one fridge, there's not enough room. Now. Uh, a trick is if you need, if you get a more like a good amount of bread to save it, you freeze, you freeze it. it. For, that's, but no, that's I not do, the, I do that's freeze not bread. the same thing as refrigerating. Like I, I no, know some not. people. It's like you look in their fridge, and it just has bread refrigerated. And I just, I don't know. I'm just not about that life. I feel like that's not no. the way bread was intended. It's like cold. No, those, cold those bread's people not intended to be cold. Odds are those people don't have a lot of extra. One of my extracurricular, that's what I was about to say, are other miscellaneous things in their fridge. So I have a feeling that they're relatively skinnier, smaller people that it's like, yeah, I'm just going to prioritize putting my bread in the fridge instead of all the other crap. Bobby, do we think Sandro Platzkummer was a little confused since he's a, a a foreign prospect? Do you think he was a little confused about what was going on at Yankee Stadium? Like, oh, I'm just going to go to a baseball game and I don't know what's going on. No, I don't think foreign people are stupid like you do. I think they know baseball. That's true. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I just, I'm just no. i really biased right there. Um, is How big is baseball overseas? Like, I remember they did the London series, and was that like a big deal for people in London? No, like I, they play I, baseball honestly, everywhere, you know? I honestly think it was just, oh, let's go check this out. I don't think it was... For people that weren't into baseball, I think it was, oh, this is just a thing that's happening. Yeah. Because, like, football is like it's being introduced overseas. Basketball is huge overseas. Like, I know they have the Little League World Series, so that probably answers my question. And when I say overseas, I'm, I'm basically meaning Europe. Just just Europe. Because obviously yeah. it's well, big I think in, baseball, this, in South baseball, America. Yeah, baseball is bigger, I think, like, in, in the yeah, what, you know, continent what I'm of saying, Asia. Asia and South America, it's, like, bigger than, it's bigger there than it is in America. Yeah. So. This that was yeah. a really stupid question by me. Um, who who was in it? Who was in some sort of helicopter? Uh, a Jace. Jabal Sheard. But it's like, is Jabal Sheard even on the team? You know, it's like I don't really want to get. Yeah, that much it's love. tough. It's tough. So, is, but is he is he technically on the team or is he just? Oh, he's like, on the roster right now. Oh, all right, cool, good for yeah, Jabal Sheard. Post draft, it's like if you're not on the roster, like I I unfollowed Alfred Morris after the draft. It's like tough. Sorry, man, you're not on the team anymore. Um, rife between uh, Shane Lemieux and Kenny Galladay because they weren't top golfing together. I know. Riff, rife. What is a rife? Yeah, riff. You're 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 just hitting the Rickyisms all day today. Well, no, that's not all day. It's every day. Uh, you know, syllables and symbols. I, I read the ad read wrong a couple weeks ago, and I said a, a probably a word that doesn't exist. Uh, I got a you know, word for on the a, next ad read that I'm going to struggle with. For someone who has a college degree, um, you wouldn't think it. School makes you dumb. People forget. I hear. What was a Fetty doing? He just moving to New Jersey. He, oh, oh! I know. I have a note. He tweeted about gas prices in New Jersey. No, he tweeted about pumping your own gas in New Jersey, robbed. which, which made me think the real crime is how expensive gas prices are, and that's true. It is a crime, but that's funny. Fetty tweeted out that. Um, oh, I didn't know people pump your pump gas for you in New Jersey. That law sucks, by the way. It's so annoying. Oh, I love it. Screw it. It's a dumb. Like, hey, it's an outdated here's $20. Law. It's outdated. Here's $20. Pump my gas. Well, and it's like, I've been at a gas pump in New Jersey, and there's like no one at the gas pump, but they're like rushing you along. It's like, can I like, can I like chill for like half a second before you're banging on my window? Oh, no. We're, we're, a, we're a go, go, go people. Yeah. We got places to be. So, 
Dante Pettis being at a Knicks game and Oshane Zimmer's Lorenzo Carter being at a Nets game gives me an excuse to talk about the playoffs starting this week, sure. this upcoming week. James Harden coming back? Do you, he played, do you believe he played in synergy? Spurs. Do you believe in synergy? Like the three of those guys need to play for a little bit, hot sec before the playoffs. Do you believe that's a thing? Yeah, I think it's it's good to get that. Obviously, round one we're going to be heavily favored regardless, especially now that if the, the Celtics lost Jalen Brown, like we, you know, round one should be a sweep or, or five games. But yeah, the more games those guys play together, it, it, it is important. You know, like that that kind of stuff matters, especially with. You know, players who are, you know, ball dom- ball dominant, even though James Harden has really taken that distributor role and thrived in it. Like, like he's changed his game. He's not doing the Houston, you know, sit for 18 seconds and then ISO. You know, he, he truly is getting, making better players better around him. So, I'm excited for the playoffs. And, and the Knicks fans should be excited about the playoffs too. But here's my, my plea to Knicks fans. I know it's not all of you. Can you shut up about the Nets? Please, just shut up. Like, we get it. They're... You guys have beaten to the ground that the Knicks, that New York is is a Knicks town. We we get it. We don't care. Now there's there's a few, but it's like the large majority doesn't care. Let us enjoy our wins in peace. Okay, let me talk about the Nets. Every time I tweet about the Nets, I have people like tweet like replying about the Knicks. It's like I didn't talk about. I'm not mentioning you guys. So, well, Knicks fans were insufferable when they were losing, and now they're even more insufferable now that they're winning. Well, and they should, and they should go at the people who made the LOL Knicks jokes, because like, it, yeah, they should. Knicks for clicks is a real thing, so go at those people. But Nets are like, we're just kind of enjoying our wins, like you know, you know, you know. Obviously, there is some people who go back and forth. Nets daily is like the worst account ever, but let it, just let us enjoy our success. And if we lose in the finals, we're, you know, rub our faces in it. But right now, we're we're just enjoying winning. Speaking of enjoying winning, let's talk about the Giants again. Let's get back. You want to get back on track? Yeah. All right. So rookie camp's coming up, but we have someone who's not a rookie coming to for a tryout. Kelvin Benjamin. He's back. He's back, and he's six foot five, and I don't even know what his weight is. Like I'm. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I was about to ask. I'm that. very excited to just see what Kelvin Benjamin looks like. Like, take a picture of him, like beat reporters. Let's see what his size is. Um, the Giants are working him out. Which, remember, he was one of the wide receivers they were going to work out when Corey Coleman and Sterling Shepard got injured on, like, back-to-back days, and then we got the news Golden Tate was going to be suspended. So it yep. was, like, you know, three of our five, you know, the only receivers there. And even Darius Slayton was injured at the time for camp. So Cody Latimer was, like, our only wide receiver, and Benjamin was supposed to work out, and he, it ended up not happening. They signed T.J. Jones, who I like T.J. Jones, by the way. Like, yeah. he balled in the preseason. He had, you know. He had one of four Giants touchdowns in the first two weeks, TJ Jones. Yep. With not a lot of chances. Could you see anything coming out of this? No. Uh, is he going to play special teams? I don't even get – yeah, that's the thing is I don't get the point. Is like <laughs> not only do we have our starters at receiver, like we have John Ross. Don, like John Ross and Dante Pettis are t- both two like intriguing players. Um. But I I don't I don't know. But Kelvin Benjamin is big, and he's had some good results in the past. It just hasn't been in the past, you know, five years. Kelvin Benjamin has played one, three, six. He has played seven special team snaps in his career. In his six year career. That's interesting. I'm surprised he even got those seven snaps. I mean, yeah, one of them came in 2014. Two of them came in 2016. Three of them came in 2017. One of them came in 2018. That's interesting. I wonder where those came from. Maybe that's something I, somebody can go I find. But what's funny is when you do go look at his numbers. Oh, you want to know? You want to know what it would be? 
onside kicks. That that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. You look at his numbers. Like his rookie year, everyone thought Kelvin Benjamin was good. He had seventy three catches, a thousand yards, nine touchdowns. His uh, he got he tore his ACL, and then in two thousand sixteen, he had sixty three catches, nine hundred forty yards, seven touchdowns. Now his catch rate was is like was like fifty two percent at that for those two seasons. That was a Cam Newton. Thing. Yes, remember when we when we bent, went back and looked at the Dave Gelman drafts last year? Every wide receiver is like their catch rate sucks. It's like, oh, this is more of a, a Cam Newton thing than it is like yeah. like Curtis Samuel's catch rate was horrible. Yeah, um, so it was more of a Cam Newton thing. And then they trade him to that to the Bills in seventeen. So between those two teams, he had. 48 catches, 692 yards, and three touchdowns on a 61% catch rate, which wasn't great, but it was, like those aren't horrible numbers, you know? Like, that's probably better than, like, you know, every giant besides Sterling Shepard this past year. Um, and But he was getting bigger at that time. Yeah, it it, it has to be the weight thing, Bobby. Well, in 2018, it, does. I mean, it went know. off the rails. Like, let's, let's yeah, look cause... at his 2018 stats. In 14 games, he had 25 catches, 380 yards, and one touchdown. His catch rate was 37%. There's no blaming Cam Newton on that. That was no. I mean, he got big. Like he got big, and he became ineffective. He wasn't the red zone threat, the the contested threat that he was early. He got big, and he he just seems like a lazy player. Like remember, he took all those like those shots at Cam Newton and stuff. So mm-hmm. maybe he's turned it around. Like you know, guys, people do change and mature. So maybe he's gotten back in shape and is ready to go. But I just feel like like what is coming out of this? Like I, I, I there's no harm in it, but I'm. I would be surprised if they brought him in the camp. Dave Gellman doing a favor for an old friend? Former first-round pick. How about that? But the thing is, is you always give these first-rounders chance. You know? Where it's like, you know what? And and he did have some decent years. It's just, maybe like maybe the dude has gotten in shape, and he realizes, like, if I get in shape and work hard, I can make an extra couple million dollars for my life before I have to go and, and work some, you know, crappy job. Yeah. Um, if he gets cut from the Giants, he can go somewhere else. If and if he does well in camp, if he does well in a preseason game, there you go. I would love to see him in camp. It would be intriguing. Like we have Calvin Benjamin in camp. You know, it's like okay, like it doesn't hurt anything. Um, no. So I, I'm hoping they do sign him because like let's let's bring Calvin Benjamin in the camp and see what he freaking looks like. Like, yeah, you know. So, um, how tall is he? Um, six he's, foot five. He's, he's, he's a big dude. He's six five. He'd be the biggest receiver on the team. <laughs> He would, you know, he's like he's bigger than Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay's only yeah, we, six. We like three. to we like to say that, uh, you know, Darius Slayton is a bigger physical wide receiver. He's like six one. <laughs> he's not six five. I would so. say put him at tight end, but we got six tight ends right now. It's like we already have too yeah. many of those. Um, My God, Pro Football Reference has him as two hundred forty five pounds, and I think that's on the lighter <laughs> side, honestly. <laughs> at least last time we saw him, like he got big, man. Speaking of big, though. Speaking of big, breaking news. Big news coming from Manscaped. We told you like last week that they released the Lawnmower 4.0. We broke the news. We're breaking it to you again, just in case you weren't listening. Lawnmower 4.0, Manscaped, new product. We were advertising the Lawnmower 3.0. That's old news. New news, Lawnmower 4.0. If you use promo code GIANTS, you can get 20% off this new product. We're one of the first to tell you that the Lawnmower 4.0 is a thing. We're, we're blown away by its performance. Bobby, I got it in the mail recently. Me too. I use, um, it, I use it today before the show. Much better than 3.0, correct? I wouldn't say much better, but it is better. Yeah, absolutely. So craftsmanship and the details on the 4.0, they are next 
level. What makes this trimmer different from all other trimmers? A new multi-function on-off switch. It can gauge a travel lock created for people who like to travel. The lawnmower 4.0 gives you the, the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Even when you are in a well-lit room, the light certainly does help. The new trimmer even allows you to customize your trim all over through additional guard lengths with sizes 1 through 4. And looks-wise, it's sleeked. Two-toned matte gloss finish even features a hot, full-stamped black chrome Manscaped logo. Show that mower off loud and proud even after you use it. So, Bobby Skinner, if you go to manscaped.com and use the promo code GIANTS at checkout, you can get your total order off 20% and free shipping. I think that's kind of cool. Um, get the Lawnmower 4.0. Get some other products. They have some great products. Thank you, Manscaped. 4.0, baby. 4.0. All right, so rookie camp is coming. Let's hit some. Let's hit some quick news. Breland Speaks was cut. Any, any? Are you upset, Justin? I, I know you love Breland Speaks. Yeah, he, he, he never really got the chance to say much, which is unfortunate. I think Raymond Johnson is taking his place. I think they're like the same type of position player, so they're giving Raymond Johnson a shot over him. More excited for him. Aziz Ojolari, Gary Brightwell, and then who else? Was the rookies who signed their contract? Rodarius and Williams. Rodarius Williams. They signed their contracts. How about that? Also, the rookies got their numbers. Yes. Which Sterling Shepard switched to number three, which is is whatever. Um, Kadarius Tucker. I think that's I think that's kind of cool because now that the Giants rookie numbers have come out, spoiler alert, there isn't any funky rookie numbers. Which I thought the rookies would be the ones to take advantage of the the funky rule. Because it's like, all right, they nobody has bought any of their jerseys yet because the numbers weren't announced, so they take advantage of it. Nobody did, which, eh, the Giants also Giants have some numbers that are retired too. Like Kadarius Tony could not have taken number one, or number four. one was retired, <laughs> or number four, or you know, number five is already used, number nine is already used, number two is already used by Glennon, I think. So, I mean, that's unfortunate. Um, my I had a point to this. Oh, Sterling Shepard, number three. I find that to be more surprising, but I also think it's cool. I think it's very, very cool that he was the one to do it. Um, maybe you can get that Oklahoma swagger back. Sure, let's do it. But rookies. Kadarius Tony is number 89, which seems like a bigger vibes. a bigger receiver number. But then it's like Steve yeah. Smith, Santana Moss. Those guys are both smaller receivers who wore number 89. So, rocket. Rocket like rocket fuel. Um, Jim Jim on Twitter said he should have been 83, which I do get Sonorous Moss vibes. Yeah, we don't want Sonorous uh, Moss vibes. No, we don't. But I I, I get the Sonorous Moss vibes, though. Older That's cousin, true. Santana. We want Santana, not we Sonorous. Um, I loved the Sonorous Moss pick, honestly, at the time. I loved him at Miami. Um, but I also was like a kid, so I wasn't scouting these freaking cats. You just love Miami. Yeah. and even, Not even at the time. I wasn't even a huge Miami fan. I was more Gators. Um, other numbers... Uh, Alton Robinson's 58, which I love the oh, call yeah. for 58 to be retired. It's like, it's been used no, so no, much Ro- in the last 20 years. Tay Davis Who was 58. Casey hey, Kreider is out. number 58. Time out. Who's Alton Robinson? Alton Robinson is the player I took in the um, redraft who plays for the Seahawks. Yeah, so you meant Ellerson Smith. Oh, did I call him Alton Robinson? 58. You 100% called him Alton Robinson. Ellison Smith. How about that? Number 58. How about that? Um, if he is like his other most famous counterpart who wore number 58, he will Davis. tweet at me 
Uh, no, um, I'm saying Carl Banks. I'm saying Carl Banks. Um, he will tag me on Twitter and he will say, "You just do this for a hobby." You know, whenever you do go full time, I'm going to quote tweet Carl Banks and be like, "Actually, this isn't true." That's going to be my tweet. Not true. So, uh, Ojolari number fifty one. I don't got any takes on that. All Kyle Fackler. Um, I almost said all. Here's what it was: is Aaron Robinson? Uh, there you go. Me up. He's thirty three. The thirty three is going to look good with the dreads. Like that, yeah. that you know, that double, that double number with the dreads will look good. Brightwell's thirty seven. Williams is twenty five. So those, you know, those don't mean anything. Um. So, so any any other numbers opinions on numbers? Danny King's gonna be getting a Kadarius Tony jersey, and hopefully it works out better for him than other first round picks that we've taken in the. Past. I was rooting for him to be able to get a single digit uh, uh, one. Yeah, I thought Tony was gonna pick seventeen since he did wear that his freshman year at Florida. Yeah, uh, which he like basically changed his number every every single year. Um. So, anyways, all right, rookie camp. So. You have the six draft picks, the three undrafted free agents, five rookie camp invites, which we only know one, um, and then eight players who are eligible. And we're going to talk about one of the eligible players in Kale Garrett because I think he's an interesting player on this team. Um, For the eight players that are eligible, essentially it just means that you have never been on the 53-man roster for more than six games in a year. That's essentially what it means. But if you're on IR, like if you're on, you know, like if, if they stash you on IR for one year, that counts. So you couldn't go. So the eight players I have um, that uh, let me pull up the tweet. I have it bookmarked because I didn't write it down. I'm so freaking stupid. I should have freaking looked. I... Oh my god! And you were texting me before the show that you got mad at me that when we were talking about the edge rushers, I had to take ten seconds to look up stats. But I literally wrote next to it tweet. Like, tweet, because I have the tweet bookmark. Kale Garrett, Ryson John, Jeremy Williams, Nate Weeding, Clayton Thorson, David Moa, Nakia Griffin-Stewart, and Ryan Santosa are the eight eight players that are eligible. We're going to talk about Kale Garrett. Um, So, and then the one rookie camp invited is Nathan Rourke, the QB, who, uh, here, I'm going to test, I'm going to do some uh, trivia on you. He he went to Canada last year. He was the highest Canadian Football League quarterback drafted. Since this QB, Justin, and I'm going to give you a hint. He played for the Giants. Kurt Warner. Nope. I'll give you one more. Canadian highest drafted quarterback. He was drafted in the what second era? round, fifteenth overall. What? What? What era? Um. He played for the Florida Gators. Jesse Palmer. No. Jesse Palmer. Yeah, would have never got that. They were both drafted fifteenth uh, overall. In the Canadian Football League draft. So he he was with the CFL last year. Um, another trivia question. What other current New York Giant was drafted in the same CFL draft last year as the first pick in the third round? First pick of the third for for the Giants? Yep. He was he was he was picked in the first pick of the third round of the CFL draft last year. Oh, the CFL draft. I have no clue. Rice and John. Oh. Dude, this Nathan Rourke kid put up numbers at Ohio. Like, did you look at the stats I put out on this guy? He had 121 touchdowns in three years, passing and receiving. In, in 2019, he had 20 touchdown passes, five interceptions, 867 rushing yards, 13 touchdowns. The year before that, he had 23 touchdowns passing, 15 touchdowns rushing. Um, and then in 2017, he had 17 uh, passing touchdowns and 21 rushing touchdowns. Like, this guy, 
Like, he balled out at Ohio University. Now, I don't see him making the team because we already have Jones, Glennon, Webb, and Thorson. I do view him as just like, hey, we need to bring someone in here to throw the ball to Kadarius Tony at rookie camp. But the dude's got freaking numbers. It's kind of like his highlight tape is fun. Who do you love more? That guy from Syracuse that was uh, that was on the tape a couple years ago or this guy? Oh, Eric Dungy. I would No, Eric Dungy. Because Eric Dungy, there could have been a role for him. If they wanted to like have a, ty- a Taysom Hill type player, Eric Dungy could have been that. But he just couldn't stay healthy. Tough. Excited for Nathan Rourke. Oh, no. Bobby's sneezing and he muted himself. Why? Oh, why did you mute I yourself? Wasn't. I was looking at my phone. No, you, you, oh, damn, and you know you got away with it, too, because the Zoom camera. Um, I'm mad. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, Nathan Rourke, excited for you, kid. Go out, go out, sling the ball around rookie camp. Hey, you know what? Guys who have had rookie camp invites have become pro bowlers. Adam Thielen, was, he started out as a rookie camp invite. Uh, Malcolm Butler, the guy won the Super Bowl. He was a rookie camp invite to start. Uh, Chris Harris Jr., cornerback from the Broncos. He was a rookie camp invite to start. And those guys, like, they turned that into Pro Bowl careers. A Super Bowl championship, like, hero moment. Uh, you know, second, big second contract. So, you know what? Like, that's why I like to look at every single one of these guys. And that's why I'm mad we don't know the four others. Because, like, I want to learn about these guys. Because every once in a while, one of these guys turns into a really good football player. And that's why I, that's why I love, like, this part of the offseason. Nathan Rourke can be a running back three. I don't see it right? happening with Rourke because QB is just much harder. I'm being partially sarcastic. He could be running back three and then like burst on the scene. We could have like some option toss plays, trick plays. That's fun. And, and That's the Giants have had rookie camp invites on the rosters the last two times they've had rookie camps. Rob Martin made the roster. John Hillman made the roster. Both of those guys started out as rookie camp invites and then and then got signed to... um signed to deal so both rb3s and nathan work will join them so it, it can happen i have another question trivia question for you justin oh, do gosh, you remember my dead dog's name here you go again just bringing up your i i know how deeply you care about your deceased unfortunately deceased dog lucy and you always just bring it up like as a joke. I know how deeply you care about this, and that's why I hate how you have this type of humor. Do you, Lucy. Lucy. Do you know why she died? Sudden. It was very sudden. Um, well. Cancer. Lung cancer. She smoked cigarettes. Lucy. Oh. Lucy smoked cigarettes. Oh, this is not a cool way to introduce this. I'm serious. Lucy died from smoking cigarettes. And you know what? Second hand? Second hand or straight no, up? No, straight up. I mean... Lucy doesn't have thumbs. Dogs don't have thumbs. You don't need a thumb. I've seen people... I've seen humans without thumbs that smoke cigarettes. That's not even a lie like this, you know, Lucy story is. Um, but in her honor, we're trying to get people off cigarettes. Okay? That's what we're trying to do right here. And Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative finally tobacco alternatives don't suck they don't suck like Dwayne Haskins like you know they're they're good research research and developed for three years to be made for people not patients Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors wintergreen cinnamon and pomegranate pomegranate is like you really don't find that flavor and those type of things but Lucy has that 
Uh, Lucy also has a uh, uh, lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine and cherry ice mint and citrus flavors. I mean, the citrus, the citrus is is nice, you know, like you, like you get that orangey Florida feel. Each and every flavor actually tastes great. And it's convenient and discreet. Products can be enjoyed anywhere, on flights, at work, on the go, or even in the gym. Now, Justin, I have something else to admit. Lucy smoked sure. cigarettes, but she probably got hooked on them because I used to smoke cigarettes. But I, you know, I quit. But it, it took, it was so hard to quit. And I wish I would have had um, Lucy to help because Lucy could have made it so much easier instead of me trying and failing and flushing a pack down the toilet and then going and buying another pack, you know, an hour later. So, sure. so if you, if you want to really, you know, you know, get off the cigarettes, do that switch. You can, you know, get off cigarettes, get on Lucy. It's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lo, uh, lozenges. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes down to your door each month it's so simple and you don't have to leave your house because lucy has delivery down talking giants listeners go to lucy.co not .com .co and use promo code giants to get 20 percent off all products on your first order including gum or lozenges that's lucy.co and use promo code giants at checkout also i have to give this disclaimer Warning, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co, and be sure to use promo code GIANTS. It's Lozgen. Lozgen? Mm-hmm. Well, go get those Lozgens. They taste great. You want to know why? You want to know why? Because you smoke cigarettes, because too. Wow, I'm learning more nope. about you. Nope. Your because dog smokes I, cigarettes. I thought I was going to read this ad pre-show, so I was like, ooh, how is this word pronounced? And I looked it up, and it's lodged. Don't down. lie. Your dog smokes cigarettes. Smoking wood is going to be real pissed, but I don't care. He needs to hear this. I've, what, do you, what other things do we have to talk about? So we didn't realize we are going to get blitzed with all this information. So I was I was looking at the roster. And who do you think is going to be linebacker for? Because Blake Martinez, Great Tay Crowder, and Reggie Ragland, I would say, were guarantees to make the roster. That means one, four more. So everyone, you know, the other two people like that uh, people mentioned is Devontae Downs, who played but played bad. And TJ Brunson, who was a draft pick, who essentially played like three reps, and they like they were meaningless reps. Um, you know, he was he was rarely active. So I went and looked at the linebackers on the roster because I was I was literally going to look at free agents. There is this player on there that got signed to a futures deal, named Kale Garrett, not Jason Garrett, no relation. Kale Garrett, linebacker from Missouri, six foot two, two hundred thirty four pounds. He came out in twenty twenty, was an undrafted free agent. With the Titans, they cut him at ninety day cuts, and then the Vikings had him on his practice squad, which is funny. Us yep. and the Vikings keep you know switching linebackers, swapping. Yes, I went and watched this guy and looked at some numbers. This guy could be the surprise player for the Giants. Like Devontae Downs came out of nowhere. Like we had no expectations. Like we didn't even really like you know we look at the roster, but like no one would have, like someone would have said Devontae Downs. You would have had to think about it. I think Kale Garrett could be the surprise makes a team player of 2021. Yeah, I mean, usually I feel like those interior linebackers, that's the position out of all positions that guys come out of nowhere. You know, maybe a wide receiver does well during camp, but the wide receiver depth chart's kind of kind of set, right? So a lot of this, you look up and down this roster, a lot of our roster is kind of set. Um, offensive linemen don't typically pop off the screen, but interior linebacker, that is a guy that can pop off the screen. Kale Garrett was, I was watching some videos and the Tennessee Titans beat reporters liked him. 
for whatever reason, kind of like how the Giants beat reporters, they liked Devontae Downs, and they liked talking about Devontae Downs. Titans beat reporters were kind of all over Kel Garrett. He was cut, brought on to the Vikings. Um, if you just look up pictures of Kel Garrett, by the way, he looks like every male actor in a country music video. Not the one who is singing the song, but if there is an actor... If there is an actor in the country music video, that is what he looks like. So the one picture that I'm specifically referring to, there's like a Missouri varsity jacket that he has on. He has a scruffy beard. He has like green, bright green eyes and like kind of dirty blondish hair. And that is exactly like high. I had this girl in high school made out with her on the back of my truck setting for a country music video. So you think he's making Kale out with high also a, girls? He's also a good football player. What did you just say to me? You say make it, never mind. Uh, it was a dumb joke. Uh, so, and this is the position that we. I always say, if you were the fourth linebacker to start camp, you're gonna play. You're gonna play every year because it's a position that players just get injured. Like it's just like. And what did happen? What happened last year, Justin? David Mayo got hurt. Dev- um, you know, Tay Crowder got hurt. It is every single year. This is a position where. The fourth guy on the list is going to get playing time because there's always injuries at the position yeah. every single year. So I, I think Kale, if, if you told me like surprise linebacker four, it'd be Kale Garrett because, you know, Devontae Downs got benched. Like they saw him, they let him play, and he sucked, and they benched him. Um, TJ Brunson, you know, I'm not a big fan. We have no idea what the Giants think when he's really got no play time. So Kale Garrett could do it, and he was like a good player at Missouri. Like, yeah, he was uh in 2018. He was uh, f- uh at the end of the 2018 season. He was he made the second All SEC team, and he made PFF's first team in the SEC. Um, and 2019 he was off to a fire awesome start. Um, he had f- you know 40 tackles, four tackles for loss, one sack, three interceptions. Uh, t- uh two inter- two of those interceptions were returned back for a touchdown. It had, and then he had how many fumble recoveries he had? He had one fumble recovery. That fumble recovery was turned back for a t- returned back for for, for a touchdown. Played five games. Five games put up that production. Taurus Peck. And then I'm sure that's kind of where his draft stock kind of plummeted. Um, but he would have been drafted if he played his you know his final senior year at Missouri, which he is a you know, he's a four he has four years of experience. He was a three year you know two year starter was going to be a, a three year starter. So he this is a guy that would have been drafted and. It's very strange, Bobby, when you look up like his kind of combine measurements, you know, in that 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 he's funny the little circle. Combine I've ever seen. Yeah, he's like extremely. He's like one of the slowest linebackers when it comes to forty yard dash, but he's one of the most agile run <laughs> linebackers when it comes to like the three cone drill, the ten yard shuttle, twenty yard shuttle, et cetera, et cetera. So he's agile, but he's slow. Which hey, he literally I mean, had the slowest in two thousand twenty. He had the slowest combine. Uh, he had the slowest forty time for linebackers, like this slowest with a four nine two, and then his shuttle was not only first for linebackers; it was seventh in the entire combine. Every cornerback, mm. wide receiver, safety, tight end, he was this. He had the seventh fastest with the four one three, and then in the three cone drill, he had the eleventh fastest in the entire combine and the second fastest for linebackers. So it's one of the weirdest combines I've ever seen, where it's like his forty time is just dirt slow. And then his agility times, which is like you usually don't see discrepancies. Like you'll see, you'll see a guy that's like runs a great forty time, but his shuttle's not great. Like maybe like a DK Metcalf style, but you rarely see a guy have a, an elite, you know, shuttle and three cone. And their forty is the worst. It, it just doesn't make sense. And like you said, at Mizzou, like he put up numbers. You know, in, in two thousand eighteen to seventeen, he had 
over 200 tackles, 16 tackles for a loss, four sacks, two like, and that's what he does. Is he's a do it all type of linebacker. Like yeah. he, you know, he plays the run well. He's even got like a, a little bit of pass ability, and he has good instincts and coverage. Like you mentioned, the interceptions. You know, I was watching uh, Missouri versus West Virginia. He caused another interception by getting in a throwing lane, tipping the ball up, and then the the safety got it, and which would, that was returned for a touchdown too. By the way, um, so like, I, I, I think. If I were to do my 53-man roster, I think I'd put him as inside linebacker four, like over TJ wow. Brunson and Devontae down. So I, I just, you know, Kale Garrett, I, I think that's the, more of the story. Keep keep an eye out for that guy. Keep an eye out for, for that name in training camp because out of all these random players I went through, I was like, Kale Garrett, he's the one that sticks out to me. Look at us. We're in the month of May, and we're telling you a name to keep out keep out for in training I'm camp. I'm excited for him. Look at us. I'm excited for Kale Garrett. Like I don't care what anybody says. I'm excited, and and he did all those numbers playing next to Nick Bolton, by the way, too, who was mm. a, a second round pick. Um, so I, I I am excited. Nugget for 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 Kale Garrett, get healthy, my man, and and be a player. He doesn't even have a Twitter. He does have an Instagram, but he doesn't post much on there. So, Kale Garrett, let's see it. Let's see let's see what happens to this with this dude in camp. I would rather have him than T.J. Brunson or Devontae Downs. How about that? And I bet you he can play special teams too. Like, you know, he's a linebacker. Linebackers can play special teams. Good tackler. Yeah, so linebacker, special teams, Kale Garrett. Kale Garrett for linebacker for 2021. I have found my new campaign. There you go. Um, hint, hint. Next episode, we're having a player interview. So Ooh. Um, we're going to tell our Patreons once we close out. But just keep your eye out for it. We'll put, out, we'll put it out on Monday, who it, it is. And then Tuesday, we'll put out the interview. It was a fun, it was a fun interview uh, with a guy we like a lot on the team. So, so keep... So keep your ears and eyes open for that. And he also likes us. We can say that. Yeah, he likes us. He likes us. He likes us. He, you know, he's Team Talking Giants on Team Talking on Talking Giants versus the World. Um, so we appreciate you guys. We'll be back on Tuesday with that interview. We'll also do a little rookie camp uh, wrap up. Um, I'm excited to watch the beat reporters at rookie camp. I, I'm I'm very excited for them. So we appreciate you guys. Until then, let's go big blue.